Welcome to Mission to Inspire, where we share life experiences in our careers, personal lives, society, culture, religion, finance, family, and much more. Meet your host, Shola Ajabadi, as she takes you on a ride to fuel your inspiration. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mission to Inspire. My name is Shola, and I've got our guest here today. Her name is Mary. Mary Alao. Mary is a writer and a hotter, and she's 18 years old. Hi, Mary. Welcome to our show today. Hi, Auntie Shola. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So Mary, as I said, has uttered, um, she's, she's an author and she's authored two books. Um, her first book is called The Star Child and her second book is called Ovia Osese. So she would be um, launching her second book very soon. And um, we'll be talking about that as we progress in the interview. But for now, we're going to talk about Mary's childhood and the first book that she um, wrote. So Mary, I know you started writing at the age of six. Um, so what, what, what actually inspired you to start writing? I know your first book, The Start Child, you wrote at the age of six. What was the inspiration? Yes, um, the inspiration actually came from, the inspiration of my book, The Start Child, actually came from my experiences. Can we see in... that again? Oh. My first book, The Star Child, actually came from my experiences in late primary school. Okay. So that's about primary four, primary five, primary six. Okay. That's how we call away. You could say grade five to grade seven in the Western countries like America, for example. So from my experiences then, that was what inspired me to write The Star Child. The Star Child is actually comprising of prose and drama. So they are like two stories in one. So the Star Child is the prose. And then we have Alero's Diary, which is also drama. It both centers on late elementary school life, my um, late ele elementary school life experience. Mm. It centers on that. It centers on the experience, the bullying and all that and just trying to pass and like stand out and at that age especially trying to find your ground and talent trying to just know who you are and know what you are going to what career you are going to delve into figure out what you are good at what you are going to follow the passion or the road you are going to take in life and so that's what the center is about when i started writing at six i did not have anything to really write about it actually came from habits it was actually a habit, yes. I was always writing, writing. And at six, I did not know that it was like a a like a career or something you're supposed to like explore. It was actually my mom that yeah, made me realize that oh she actually noticed how I always how I always wrote on paper, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, on Saturdays where there's no school, she always had the habit of engaging us. She always engaged my sisters and I. So she would give us paper, she would cut paper and hand us pencils. Just be writing, make your mind active and all that. Mm -hmm. And I will come, I will write, I'll start um, writing a story. I'll write first page, I'll go to second page, up to six pages, I remember vividly. And my mom was like, wow, she was quite impressed. 
for maybe a child at that age to compose a story and of that length. So she told me that this is what I should go into. And since then she started um, um, tutoring me or yeah, you know, tutoring me on the whole writing. And I said, trying, she told me I could write a book. So I started trying, 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 trying. We came up with different ideas. I started writing different things. I started with Nemo actually. <laughs> I started with Nemo. Mm. And she actually told me that that was plagiarism. Of course, I did not copy the whole Nemo story. I actually <laughs> created my own story. But my main character was Nemo. His name was Nemo. I was also a fish. So my mom was like, that's plagiarism. Like, find your own. <laughs> so that was how I started. So I wrote this book at age 13 and launched it at age 13. That was in 2016. Okay, 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 okay. So you were 13 years old when you took the picture, the cover picture. Yes. Of that <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, that is so great. That's so great. So that book actually comprises of two stories. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the Star Child, and you said there's another one. What's Alero's it? Diary. Oh. Yes, that's written in drama style. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And they... Acts and scenes. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, okay. And they are both centered around um, bullying. Yeah, my experience in primary four, five, and six, bullying was also part of it, you know. Mm. Bullying was part of it, trying to find my talents, mm -hmm. trying to understand and know who I was. Right, okay, okay. So did you go through bullying when you were writing? Well, were people bullying you when you were writing your books? Yes, yes, it was, it was not even, it was not even like one particular bully, like people always like just send mean things, made mean comments. I just know that my classmates weren't the kindest, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> really? Yes. At that tender age? Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. <laughs> that is so, I don't know, but it, it's, I won't say surprising because you know yeah. all the pranks that goes on when you're young yes. and all the competition yes. and all of yes. that goes yes. on when you're young. But I don't think people should bully you for writing because I think, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, don't, they didn't bully me for writing per se, but they made mean things like you, you, you like what you are, you were proud of. Let's say you wrote something down, mm -hmm. or your work in class. They would just make comments like it's not even that fine, or it's not that, it's not even that good. <laughs> they, were, they never said anything nice. Like you can't show somebody, oh my god, look at that, and you're like so excited to like show them, and somebody's like, oh my god, it's so nice. I never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit of jealousy there. Yes. Though yes, <laughs> no, either try to like what's up you like try to do like that thing that you did. Then the next day somebody comes and does it. And I you know that this person is copying and trying to show up. Try to show up. Try to show that okay, they can do it better yes. than you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Those are the pranks at that age, yeah. that competition. Okay, yes. so but that did not stop you from writing your second book. No, no, mm -mm. no, that didn't stop me at all. 
Which is good. So what inspired you to write your second book amidst all your trials? Because, you know, for a young child that went through not being accepted at that age as a writer, as an author, um, it's one of those things that can put you off and you wouldn't want to write. They normally want to belong, you know, they want to belong and they don't want to offend their friends or their mates. Exactly. Write your second book. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what inspired me to write my second book is much more complex than um, my experiences. Mm -hmm. And somehow I was able to come out of that bubble of my experiences. And I, I, I actually it started with me um, um, writing about my culture. It started mm -hmm. with me writing about my culture because when you look at the book, you see the title, Ovia Osese, Tale of an African Spirit Warrior. You see the title. Ovia Osese is a festival held in my hometown, wow. over in Magogo, yes, Kogi okay. State of Nigeria. Okay. So it's a festival, yes, celebrated yearly to celebrate um, puberty and maturity in young girls. It's interesting to know that before, at least they've stopped doing that, before the girls that just attained puberty actually parade the village naked during the festival, yes. Seriously? <laughs> yes. So when was that? When was that stopped? Oh, it was really recently, but I don't what? know the exact year. Yes. Recently, you mean as in yeah, two, three, five years ago? Like 10 years ago. Ten years ago. Okay. Yes. It's still yes. recent, yeah. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. So um I started writing about my festival because what my mom actually told me was. She told me, good job, I've published this one. She told, she told me that my next one should be about something about Africa. I should let try and inform the Westerners that don't usually get to see a lot and read a lot about Africa. Because some of the things they even portray in the media and everything, the movies, is not even exactly how Africa is. Mm -hmm. I think there's there's a misconception or people just have an idea of what Africa is. People right. in the Western world, yes, they just have an idea. They don't really know what Africa is. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, my mom encouraged me to, to write something about Africa that will inform the Westerners more about my country and okay. Africa and the African continent, yes. Ah. So I started thinking in that line. Mm -hmm. And actually I did face a lot of um, um challenges actually i did face a lot of challenges and um though um, people did not um people did not nobody really told me to my face but the comments some people i will hear some people say that see what this person says this person is saying look at what you wrote in this place look at what you wrote in this place look at she cannot even construct this sentence cannot even that's what i heard such things people told really? me yes yes and even um when a writing um an arts competition was coming up in yeah. kaduna where I, where I live in yeah. nigeria kaduna state yeah the one of the organizers actually came to my secondary school mm -hmm. and was like that he has seen this he saw this book on my english teacher's table and he was like that who is this girl that he wants me to be in the 
competition and she clearly just said no i couldn't be she just said no he said okay that that okay they should call my parents they just said no and any reason why they said no there was no reason even when even actually when fit actually brought my mom and i to the man because somebody actually saw the competition and was like this would be good for mary mary has written a book mm -hmm. so you should put her in so when my mom inquired of the festival got the um, the competition not a festival really the competition and got the man's number and then he came to the house and my mom was like look she has even written a book mm -hmm. he was like i've seen this book before that's how he told us the story about my encounter his encounter with my english teacher and how they just plainly refused to and to give him my parents contact to let him know me or to get in contact with me you know it was like i kind of feel i don't really like to infer but i kind of feel they knew that um the book what i've done is is great by god's grace and that it could take me far and you know human beings with a little brain they were trying to actually stop that but you can't actually um stop that you can't actually stop that People are not cannot be in control. That's what I know. People cannot be in control of your destinies, no matter how they try. It's kind of it's going to be like the Joseph story. His mm -hmm. brothers tried to Joseph from the Bible tried mm -hmm. to um, copy shine, tried to copy his um, his excellence, and in the process they pushed him to his greatness. So that is also what I want to tell people out there that don't be discouraged when you see people trying to copy your talents or, or like take you away from your destiny just laugh because from there they're actually going to push you to that place that god has kept for you and that's one of the things that's kept me going to even write my second book mm. and it was yes it was the same year i published my first book the star child that i started writing this book and like i just said my mom actually encouraged me to focus on the african line Mm -hmm. and the inspiration for this book came actually in a funny way it was actually in july 2017 so yes i was in gs3 at the time okay we we're preparing for junior work exams okay yeah mm -hmm. so <laughs> so after the exams my school kept wanting us to come to school kept come back to school just so that we won't be idle at home before right. yes before the main long vacation that was in august mm -hmm. so they kept telling us come to school so we'd come to school and write tests upon tests so today's this day's own was english and my english teacher walked in and said that we should write an essay the essay could be a letter it could be an essay and it also could be a short story yes i chose a short story i was so tired by the way i was it was hot mm. I was wearing my tie. The tie of my school uniform was choking me. <laughs> I was thirsty. It was already like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. So you could imagine I was hungry on mm -hmm. top. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> so I was so, I could just imagine, remember when this lady walked into the classroom, I was so depressed <laughs> because I knew, I said, what kind of essay, what kind of story am I going to write? So she i started writing thank god so as i was writing the inspiration started flowing and i actually ended up writing about a festival and i remember actually as i dropped my pen down after writing the story the short story i thought to myself i said this is very good and now i'm going to submit this 
this proof. I felt like I shouldn't submit it, <laughs> but I had to submit something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I ended up submitting it. And thank God, the next day she brought the marks. My score was horrible. So why did my, you say thank God if your score was horrible? <laughs> no, I said thank God she brought back the marks. So I was like so happy to receive the script oh, back because okay. of what I wrote. Yes, yes I yes. thought what I wrote was so good. So okay. I so I went and got I got my marks. I can't really remember exactly what I scored, but it was so 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 low. And she actually wrote like each um parameter if i could say and like the sub score so mm -hmm. I, can, I can remember vividly mechanical accuracy was actually zero because i didn't even know what i was writing i was so tired my handwriting was so sloppy and you could just imagine all the grammatical mistakes i was making oh my <laughs> god <in> comma, yeah <laughs> where i was supposed to put, put full stops and putting columns where i was supposed to put question marks <laughs> so you could imagine Mechanical accuracy was 0%. I saw it, but I was so happy to receive my script. I went back home. I folded my script. I put it in my bag. So um, that 2017, my dad actually took my family on a vacation to Lagos. So I actually dropped the whole writing thing. I actually planned, when I got that script, I actually planned to turn it into the, my next book because it fitted the whole idea idea my mom gave me and she actually pitched to me and the whole African idea because I wrote about my first a festival. I didn't actually write about the actual Lovia festival. Mm -hmm. In school, yes, when I was actually writing the short story in school, I called the festival Marriage Supper Festival. That's what I actually named it. So I could see and I actually when I was writing in school also I um, I wrote that the ladies were actually, um, the young girls were made to dance and the king chooses who will be his bride out of 10 virgins. Mm -hmm. I actually did not know that that was actually a real festival. I didn't know. So I, you could say it, it was God that was leading me. So I didn't, you know, didn't know it was a real festival. I didn't know. Time. I didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't so know. where did that idea come from? You just I was just writing in class as tired as I was. I was just writing that idea. I didn't know anything about such festival. I just wrote it like that. I called it the marriage supper festival in, in class. And I wrote that 10 virgins were meant to dance for the king every year and that the king would select his bride. That's what I wrote. I didn't know it was a real festival. Okay. So how yeah. did you then know it was a real festival? Who told you? Yes, when I, we actually came back from Lagos, so it was after vacation, you know, back to business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I started looking for the scripts. I was quite anxious because I couldn't find it. And I had actually tossed it into a cupboard that we usually kept our test script. So it was very difficult to find. But thank God at the end of the day, I found it. So I kept it. I started working. That time I didn't have my own laptop. So I started working on my mom's laptop writing the story. So when I began to work on the story on my, my mom's laptop, I, 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 I think I told, I don't remember exactly how we have, I think I told my dad 
I told my mom my idea. I told them that I started working on another book. They were very excited. So my dad asked me what, what it was about. So I told him, and he said that that's actually a real festival in, in Magongo. I said, in Magongo? He said, yes. He said, I should Google it. So I now Googled it. Oh. See this festival exactly as I had written it, just that the name is not Marriage Supper Festival. It's <laughs> Yes. So I was so excited. I said, wow, I could actually. So I remember I was in the parlor. I was in the parlor. I, I was talking to my dad and my mom in the parlor. For example, the parlor is this way. The dining was this way. So I can remember I just how I just ran from the parlor to the dining where the laptop was. And I started writing immediately. I was so excited. I was like, I could turn this thing into a real festival story and everything. It could enlighten the Westerners about the whole festival. But then when I continued writing, because I, I came across a blog post recently and it spoke about two types of writers. So I can't remember the exact names he called the writer, the blog writer, and um, wrote the, and um, called the, the two types of writers. But what he said was that there are the types of writers that know exactly, the first type of writer, he knows exactly how his story is going to end. Mm -hmm. So he outlined everything in bullet points on a mm -hmm. paper. He knows exactly how the story is going to end. Mm -hmm. But there's another writer that just starts and allows the story to take them where it will take them. That's mm -hmm. the kind of writer I am. Like when I start, I don't know, I don't know how the story is going to end. That's just the truth. I just have an idea. And when once I believe in my idea, when once that idea intrigues me myself, then I know I can convince people that it can intrigue them. So once the idea intrigues me, I'm so excited about it. Then I start writing. If I'm not excited, I'm not even also motivated to even continue it. But if I'm excited, I'm motivated, and I know I could also convince people that it's interesting. It can also intrigue them. So when I start writing, I don't know how it's going to end. I just let the story, the way it's going, as it's going, as it's going, as it's going. I reach a point, then I have an idea, and then I keep going. And when I I, I decide to delve into an idea, I get an idea and I decide to explore it. Maybe I'm not going to take the idea, but I want to see where this idea is going to take me next. If it takes me to a good place, then I continue with the idea. If it doesn't, I debunk it. And then I think of another thing. So in the course of writing this book, I realized that, oh, wow, this king keeps taking young girls to be his wife every year. This is not right. This is not right. So there must be a problem. Yes, there must be a problem with this. People cannot just accept this. Not everybody can accept this. So actually, in um, in my hometown, the king does actually choose from the girls to be his bride. So that was actually a creative choice on my part. Make yeah. it interesting. So when I made that choice, what led me? What came after that choice was oh then this should also create a problem. This should also create conflict in the story. And so I thought about my main character, Osibinaya. Osibinaya is a girl that falls between the age range of 13 to 19, where these girls are selected for the festival. Okay. So Osibinaya in my book, Oviyaosese, um, Eternal of an African Spirit Warrior, is actually 18 years of age. And she is now chosen for the festival. So she is, and she's against the festival. So she is going to cause trouble. She's going to cause trouble because she doesn't like 
the system of the festival, the king choosing brides for himself every year, just acquiring ladies in the village every year and every year. So that is, um, that's what happened next. And so um, when I actually made this choice, it actually caused me to remember something that also happens in Kaduna State, where I live in Nigeria. I'm not from Kaduna State, I'm from Kogi State. Yeah. I was born and brought up and still lives in Kaduna State. Okay. So, okay. yes. So, the Northerners in Nigeria have um, a culture mm -hmm. where they, um, excuse me, where they um, marry off young girls. Young girls of about ages to of nine to 15, they marry them off. What, nine to fact, 15? They are all yeah. children, they are children at yeah. the time. Yes, exactly. So they marry them off, like some of them I even get their husbands when they are born. When they are born, they actually betrothed, yes, to, to men. So, and yes, and not even men that are a few years older than them. A, a baby could be betrothed to a 40, 50 year old man, even 60. It's oh not my God. Oh yes. my goodness. Yes. Oh my goodness. As far as he has money, mm -hmm. he has, yes, he will, he will feed her family. He will be, she will be betrothed to him. Mm -hmm. And be rest assured, he already has other wives. Yes. She will just be one of his wives. Mm -hmm. And yes. And for you to know that you cannot cheat nature and the design of God, nine-year-old girls, 15 to 15-year-old girls are not meant to get married. These girls, when they get married, of course, their husbands begin to have sex with them. Mm -hmm. And these young girls begin to develop a condition in their reproductive system called the vesico-vaginal fistula. VVF and it has plagued so many girls like there are so many girls in government hospitals so many government hospitals in the in northern Nigeria you just when you enter them you just see these girls lying on the ground like hundreds of them lying on the ground sick with this disease because of early marriage so that is what it causes so what does that what does it do to them this this vesicle vaginal fistula, what it actually does is that they can't control the passage of their urine. Oh my God. So, yes, urine keeps coming out of them and they now have to be attached, they now have to attach a plastic bag to their private part to, so that to collect this urine mm. and it makes them to smell because they are constantly passing out urine, they can't control the passage of their urine. So they smell very, very badly because actually the penetration into their private parts, the premature penetration, their body is not yet mature and not fully formed, it's still soft and tender. That um, penetration actually causes a hole in their vagina, in their vaginal wall. So their bladder and there's a hole that allows the urine to pass from their bladder into their vagina without their that hole that hole the perforation actually makes that leakage so there's no control oh my god oh my god just, yeah 
mm. yes pass out urine uncontrollably so that is is these are young ladies with bright futures these are young ladies that could do so many great things why do they do their lives have to be condemned to to that and at the end of the day these girls some of them you even see them lying on the floor in this government hospitals in northern nigeria you see them like hundreds of them lying on the floor sick with this disease you actually see them with their own babies lying next to them yes some of them if you have twins you see them with their own babies lying next to them so it's a really sad thing it's really traumatizing a child's life condemned to such and at the end of the day she may even die so, so it's like she's born to die like at that moment where she's when she's born and as a parent you betroth her to a man it's like you you've delivered her to kill her because the end product is going to be marriage to the disease to having our children and then the whole trauma and it could eventually lead to death so to me it's like having a bringing up a child like to die at, by doing that so that really really got me and i feel like the Western nations don't even know much about this, this disease that plagues young ladies in Northern Nigeria. Mm. And I wanted to use this book and this festival so to enlighten them about it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the book is doing two things. <laughs> it's enlightening the Westerners about a festival about our Nigerian culture. And then they also get to know about an epidemic that is plaguing so many girls here in northern nigeria young girls that have futures so yeah 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 the story in there is really touching it's really touching yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's a story that affects a lot of um uh, young 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 girls out yeah. there so um it's a very touching story that yeah. you actually developed into yeah. your um, book, into your novel. Yeah. Um, I just wish and pray and hope that, yeah. you know, people that read the book would, yeah. you know, be part of trying to stop this kind yeah. of practice yeah. in Nigeria. Because yeah. even though, you know, the betraying of young girls um, yeah. or the judges to the king has been stopped in your yeah yeah no it, it actually it was it, it never happened like the, the, during the festival the girls are not being married to the king so um at that very tender age you know those girls are supposed to be doing something meaningful um mm -hmm. they're supposed to be developing and yeah. understanding themselves a lot of them don't even understand themselves they don't even yeah. They've not even gone through puberty or they're just going yeah. through puberty yes and they're being betrothed to a man and then they get the disease and then yeah. they can't control their bladder and everything yeah so yeah i think you know I, a lot of people need to know about it a lot of people yeah. know about it but they don't know what the pain and the trauma yes. that the girls actually yes. really go through yes i'm sure by reading your book a lot of people yeah. will understand yeah. what yeah yeah what they are going through mm -hmm. oh my goodness oh my god mm -hmm. so from your book i know yeah. you've told us briefly what you want to achieve but yeah. 
what do you want to um what is the message that you really want to send out there to people because you've told us what you want to achieve so we know that yeah. you want the um the act of betraying young virgin girls to young yeah. men and um, yeah. to be stopped um, and yeah. because that leads to um the disease that you told us about yeah and what is what what message do you want to pass out there especially to young people okay so you just mentioned mentioned something very interesting actually you said that you hope people that read um, my book would be just as um touched by the story and eager to stop this Betrothing of young ladies to men. So, um, the my the main character in my book, that's Osibinaya. Mm -hmm. She is really, she's really pained and really, she's really eager to stop the okay. habit of yes. So the king in my story, um, Osibi, mm -hmm. um, of an African spirit warrior. Mm -hmm acts as the the men in northern Nigeria that take these young girls for marriage prematurely because this king picks ladies out of the 10 virgins to marry each year yeah. so he acts as this he represents these northern men that go to take children as their wives so Osibinaya is a character in my book and the main character because she is is really pained and just tortured by, by the whole idea of the king taking girls to be his wife young girls to be his wives each year mm. she's really pained by it and what she does in the book is she fights she fights against the leadership of Ma the magongo village she mm. fights against the leadership she breaks lots of lots of rules, causes lots of commotions. There's lots of consequences, even so many consequences. She still fights. She didn't give up. And that's what I want people to do. I want them to, to fight. I want them to be as pained as these girls. I want them to be as pained as Osibinaya from my book. It's enough to fight, to fight to see that it ends or at least be be touched or just creating awareness is, is 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 the smallest and the biggest thing you could do at the same time so we want people to be aware i want people to also want it to be stopped as much as osibinaya in my book wanted it to be uh, that's excellent thank you so much thank, thank you, you so much and thank you for being an inspiring author writing such stories that we thank could you. all learn from <laughs> and yes, that inspire you. young people out there yes. thank you so thank much you. thank you for coming on our show so you. before you go just one more question before you go um okay. can you just give one advice to young people that might want to write or do something <laughs> but they are scared to do it because of peer pressure or you know you know things like that um, what I understand in this life is that you came alone mm -hmm. and that everybody's 
me was written differently. Yes. It's actually a lie and a trick of the devil if you feel like you want to belong. Mm-hmm. It's enough to want to follow trends. Like I normally don't follow trends because I actually don't want to condition my mind to be in a way of wanting to do what everybody's doing. But it's enough to follow trends. But don't follow trends with your own destiny. There are no trends with your destiny. Everybody's destiny is very, very different. Even twins, <laughs> as much as they, they share so much in their DNA, even up to their IQ, the IQ of twins should be the same because they share everything in their DNA. Mm-hmm. But even them have different, and it could be completely different parts, like opposite, polar opposite ends, it could be. So I don't want young people to think that they can follow trends or they need to follow their mates. Mm. In the bit to follow your friends, do what your friends are doing, you lose your center, you lose your sense of self-awareness and you don't know who you are, you don't know what you want to become. You've lived a life following people so much all the time. You don't know who you are. I don't want you to think that that your destiny is one of the things you can you can share with somebody or that is one of the trends you have to follow. No. We are all very different, very unique. We don't look the, the same. We don't look alike. And that's how our destinies are. So I want young people to be aware of that. I want them to follow God because honestly, I gain confidence in God. I gain lots of confidence in God. Mm. My confidence comes from God. And most of the time, it's actually confidence that young people are lacking. That makes them not to chase what they want. Mm. I've also been lucky to have very supportive parents, especially my mom in this chosen career of mine she really was the one who noticed and brought me up in this writing and career of mine Mm. and i'm really thankful to have supportive people as a young person if you see one person that really cares about you just one even if it's not your parents maybe it's your teacher or maybe it's your um your neighbor or somebody in your church Mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. around you that just mm-hmm. or a mentor generally that really cares about you i think you should really stick to that person because the, that person supports advice and even financial support and other things could really propagate you i think you should make available you should make use of the tools you have and especially our generation we are really really lucky with the tools that we have i think you should make a, take advantage of that don't think don't say you're waiting for one big thing don't say you're waiting for one big thing. Use what you have. And then from there, you can you get the bigger thing and keep going. Just start. It's also another advice. Just start. <laughs> Just start. I don't care about what people say. Just start. Believe in it yourself. Mm-hmm. You first have to believe in it before other people will believe in it. Yes, so true. believe in it yourself, yes, and just start. That is it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, from your word of advice, it's not just meant for the young people. I think it's something that we adults too can, you know, especially when you say just start, whatever it is you want to do. Yes, just start. It means that we just have to stop procrastinating. Yes. Start doing something. And who knows where that goes. And also... What you said that um, we all have de- different destiny. We can't pursue someone else's destiny. Yes, um, yes, that is very correct. But yes. having said that, 
They see people sometimes want to start something, want to do something. They want to be mentored to do something because they see other people do it. Hmm. So sometimes, um, sometimes people want to do what you do because they think they can do it. Yeah. With them starting and um, trying out um, if they really want to do it. So, yeah. yeah. So even if they want to try it, obviously, like you said, trust God. Yeah. Because if you yes. trust God and you lay everything at his feet, yes. it will not be easy for you. Yes. If you understand what I mean, you, you yes. will that thing is for you, um, especially yes. for young people, because young people these days, especially from the country that I came from, which is <laughs> at the moment, a lot of people want yes. to teach overnight. And if they see a youngster doing something, yes, interesting, and they think can bring some money, everybody wants to do it, whether it's their destiny. Yes, or not. yes, <laughs> yes. So, yes. yes, thank you so much. yes you're welcome thank you so much thank you for coming on our show yes you're welcome when are you you're welcome when is the launch of your book of your essay okay the launch of my book is on my birthday that is 16th of november that is in 16 days time because today is 31st of october so that will be on my 19th birthday 16th of november yes (laughs) Wow. <laughs> so you're going to be 19 <laughs> in a few days' time. And yes. that's launching your book. That yes. is interesting. And where, what, on what platforms are you launching your book? Where are you launching it? Okay. That is not, we have not really, okay. First of all, we are launching it physically. Okay. So, yes, we have, we are going to invite people. We have people on ground that are going to come. We have the launchers. Okay. And then my mom and I are talking about getting NTA or channels or AIT to mm-hmm. come and air the events mm-hmm. to record it and air the events so mm-hmm. just for publicity that's for publicity okay yeah yes, yes. okay yeah. that's good that's good so but it is definitely going to take place on the 16th of November yes of November yeah. okay in Kaduna yes in Kaduna <laughs> yes. that's Kaduna. good uh, yes. we wish you all the best um, thank you for the launching. <laughs> thank you. We wish you all the best. So, for people that might want to read your book, is it yeah. house for purchase at the moment? On Amazon, no, not yet, but very, very soon. As soon as next month, that's November, it will be up on Amazon. Okay. For purchase. Yeah. For purchase. Okay. Yeah. That is cool. But is there any other venue for people to purchase if they want to purchase? No. <laughs> we are not planning on any other one except Amazon for now. For now, yes. yes, that's really cool. That's good. Well done, Mary. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on our Thank show. You. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing Thank you. your story and you. all that you've done in terms of your writing. Yeah. So after Obia Esese, what next? Yes. <laughs> it will be Obia Esese Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's part two. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's yes. great. And also, I think you should be looking into that book. Yes. 
going into um, drama. I yes. think it will, it, will be, it will make a very good drama. Yes, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on our show. And we thank you so much. On your, bet, on your birthday and the launching of your yeah. book. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on our show. Thank you so much, Atishala. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for joining yeah. us today. And thank you to those who have already subscribed. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. And also press the notification button so that you can be notified when our talk shows are, are, are being published. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Atishala. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us today on Mission to Inspire. Subscribe if you have not already done so. Like, comment, leave a message. Let's stay connected. Let's jointly inspire the world.